0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jeff Porter. Hey, I'm Kyle West. And uh we are now Cinema Shack. I, I don't know I don't know if anybody else is still out there, but we're using the same Twitter, social media, um kind of getting away from the shut up I like this, but still doing Shut Up I Like This really movies. So it's been a while,
1: Jeff. It's been too long since we've sat down and recorded a podcast. Like you said, we're changing up the format a little bit. We're going to an audio-only kind of podcast. We're going to try to keep it a little shorter, but we really love movies, so we still might be here for an hour and a half talking to
0: man. I'm worried about <laughs> it. I'm worried. We were talking a little bit before we started, we started going yeah. down some rabbit holes already, so... um.
1: That's so, my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I love pulling them. I love pulling up imdb on a movie and being like, I like this director or I like this actor. What else are they in? And then you just start scrolling and you start clicking. And you're like, holy shit, did you know this guy was in blah 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 blah?
0: I've wasted well, many of nights doing that. Yeah. And just sitting there scrolling forever. So um so today we're starting with uh Candyman from nineteen ninety-two. Um Candyman. a film that don't say it anymore um Candyman. stop we both <laughs> so um this is one that we both really enjoy uh you and i grew up pretty much watching horror films from a very early age oh yeah um which is i'm on the fence about doing that with my own kids it's crazy how i'm like oh, i don't know <laughs>
1: i have been encouraging jeff to let his daughters watch horror movies because i'm like i was that age. I that's go so, ahead. Yeah,
0: exactly go ahead and traumatize them, Jeff. Yeah, I was six when I saw Hellraiser.
1: Yeah, yeah I've yeah, never yeah.
0: been the same, but I
1: told it the story on a way way earlier podcast we did. But Puppet Master was one of the first horror movies I remember watching on HBO. Terrifying yeah, yeah. when you're that young. Oh, yeah, and I was I was right around that age too six or seven, mm. way too young to watch Puppet Master, but
0: did it, anyway. and it was
1: Oh yeah, it's good. Good shit.
0: So with uh, so with Candyman, um, like I said, it came out in ninety two. Kind of, do you remember uh, kind of the first time seeing it? And then what was it like rewatching it now?
1: So I picked. This was actually my pick was to do Candyman. Uh, we will, will, will say here we are going to be doing a podcast about the new Candyman that's going to be coming out uh here in a couple weeks as of this recording. So this was another one along with Puppet Master is that candy man was one of the first horror movies that i remember watching as a kid and so it's always had a soft spot in my heart because of that because like hey this is one of those movies that got me into horror in general and i don't remember how old i was uh i'm gonna guess maybe around 10 yeah 9 10 Somewhere in that age group. And this movie absolutely terrified me as a kid. Because it felt just so gritty and disgusting. Very places. disgusting. And wh- every time I watch this movie as an adult, I like it a little more. Like Every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie's great. I fucking love it. And I can see why, because you it, it's there's a certain rawness to it. I'm talking about the scenes, uh the bathroom scene that we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. Like that's disgusting in a way that like Freddie and Jason are not that kind of disgusting. Right. Yeah. You know you know what I mean yeah, Is that, yeah, yeah. I think
0: that I think that's fair to say. Definitely, definitely. Uh, like of all the kind of uh, those slasher characters, Candyman really fucks with you psychologically. Like yeah. he really gets into. Like Freddy kind of fucks with you a little bit. He'll tell jokes. The first like, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, the, the, he'll, the first one was the scariest of the bunch, and then yeah. they kind of. He's more of a jokester, more of right. like a joker character. Right. And uh, Jason, you know, he'll just stab you. Like it's very simple.
1: You're 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 you're, even as a kid, you're rooting for Jason or Freddy. Oh yeah,
0: well you know what I mean for sure,
1: for sure for sure. You're rooting for him. Not so much in Candyman. Like the imagery, the imagery in Candyman is like you don't, you don't want to see him. Yeah. When you're watching it, because it's just it's disturbing. When he the hook where he opens up his chest yeah, and you yeah, see yeah all the all the bees
0: and shit that are then, on him like oh man that's 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 fucked up watching it now um it's been a long time since i've seen it. i think probably the last time i was in middle school or something like oh wow AMC, oh yeah it's been a while um like the amc horror month during halloween Ooh, yeah. i'm pretty sure that's the last time i saw it Um, And that was on TV, so it's been a very long time, and re-watching it, I forgot a lot. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it is so, so graphic, and in a way that really fucks with you and gets under your skin. Like, when you see Freddy and Jason, like, they'll fuck you up, they'll cut an arm off, they'll stab you, whatever. Mm -hmm. This guy's cutting off dicks, he's (laughs) shooting bees out of his mouth, he's really going up the spine really slow and like you oh, hear him yeah. grunting like uh, 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 and you just feel it's very very a word that we've used a lot and the other podcast is visceral it was very visceral mm-hmm. and uh it makes it really gritty and scary um the way that i remembered it though i remembered there being more more kills i remember it being a right. little bit more because when you're watching it I think he probably kills three or four people in the movie. I didn't keep count, but it's, it, it's he fairly kills, low. It's a yeah. fairly
1: low number of people that he actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he kills her friend. He kills um, the the kid in the in the restaurant or the restaurant, the bathroom. Yeah, when she's in the institution,
1: the hospital, whatever. Uh, he kills the head psychologist. Oh doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: at his desk and she,
1: then she breaks out and goes out
0: the window uh
1: but then virginia madsen's husband boyfriend whatever you want to call him
0: she kills well, him.
1: she's she's the one that kills him so that don't count uh then the dog
0: but oh, you don't yeah.
1: you don't see the dog right. you don't really see you don't really you don't really know what happened in yeah. that part so it's a fairly low i kept count because uh, i was watching it on my tablet because i paused it and I sent you a message on the computer where I was like, "Dude, it's 44 minutes into this movie, and the runtime is an hour 39. It's 44 minutes into it before you see Tony Todd." Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a long. That time. A, it really builds. That up is suspense. a that's a slow burn, and I like that. I like that restraint. You couldn't do it now, so I'm curious as to how I'll they're going to do it in 2021. I know. Uh, because- I think it'll be a, It'll
1: be a slow burn too i think
0: i hope so it's just you don't see that with with film nowadays which is you don't uh, unfortunate um, i was
1: i was thinking about that too that was a topic i wanted to touch upon is like i'll be curious in the new one if you make candy man today yeah i almost feel like they have to put him in the opening five minutes a- of the movie otherwise people are gonna get pissed off and that's what i've what I love so much about this movie is the fact that it is such a slow burn and build up because you've gone through all the imagery that is really my favorite part of the movie is when she's going through that rundown apartment yeah. building with all the graffiti she goes through on like the image in my mind of her going through the hole in the wall and then she comes out the other side and it's his mouth yeah like i mean that is that is scarier than yeah almost anything else you
0: could have done with tony todd yeah even if you had you know like long i mean you kind of see uh a couple of images like in the mirror on the camera and stuff which never gets brought back up yeah. again yeah right. like, yeah it's just like lost. but um you don't even like you don't give us long shots of like him from from the back or the side like you just don't see anything except for that imagery and then all of a sudden he appears in that parking garage and mm-hmm. it's just like there he is oh and when he shows up in that parking garage like that's a good scene yes very that's good. a yeah
1: i, I that's was that's an uh, iconic
0: scene like you i was on imdb and stuff and i was looking through uh reviews and trivia and all that other stuff and uh i saw a lot of people which i think this is brilliant i saw a lot of people comparing it to like dracula Okay. Candyman kind of has that, you know, he's he's looking for that forbidden love kind of thing. Dracula is out looking for the love. He's got that very charismatic and soft demeanor, but at the same time, he'll cut your dick off and throw it in the toilet. Uh, like that's I, a very f-
1: that's a very fair comparison because you feel like there's a weird sort of attraction. mm-hmm between virginia madsen and tony todd i've got in the movie. For that. yes and so that's what is like she doesn't obviously this ruins her whole life mm-hmm. she doesn't want this to happen to her but in a way in those moments where she's being hypnotized by him
0: it's like like you said that's very that's very dracula well, that's a good comparison yeah, i thought I like it was that. great I, I can't take credit but uh yeah i was reading through i probably saw three or four people mention that and the first time i read i'm like oh okay and then i read it again read it again and then i started thinking about it and he's even got the long trench coat that kind of looks like you know the dracula's kind of thing yeah and uh it it makes a lot of sense now and especially at the end when you find out that he's trying to uh essentially recruit her to be his lover forever and immortality and stuff very drac dracula-ish right and uh speaking of that uh you're talking about their chemistry back and forth in the trivia i was actually reading that together tony todd and virginia madsen took ball dancing lessons to kind of get closer to each other and have that intimacy so i thought that was really cool like what a weird a weird little thing to do for a horror film but you could see it It like you were saying yeah
1: it fits because it's a weirdly romantic notion to it which you know Uh, This is based on the short story, The Forbidden by Clive Barker, which if you're familiar with any of Clive Barker's work, that's a theme that kind of pops up in in, in a lot of his stories of kind of this this forbidden romance, this kind of twisted love story almost. Uh, And it's also interesting too, just the fact that you don't see him until 44 minutes into it is a parallel that you can draw to Hellraiser. Which is another short, yeah. Which yeah, is another yeah, yeah. short, which is another short story by Clive Barker, uh, "The Hellbound Heart" by Clive Barker, where you don't see the Cenobites for a long, a long time in that movie. Probably about the same. Probably about forty-five minutes. Essentially, when you tell people the Cenobites in Hellraiser, you're at the end of the movie. Then yeah. that, that's the scenes that people remember, and it, it, it's very cool the way, if you're a fan of Clive
0: Barker, that you can tell that and again, with this the forbidden is, love, because based you on have him. you have Frank uh, doing all of that just to be with his brother's wife. Yeah, another forbidden yeah. love triangle. So right, yeah, you get that that uh, back and forth again. Interesting
1: parallel too is that uh, the best Candyman movie, not counting the new one because we haven't seen <laughs> yeah. it yet, but like the best Candyman movie and the best Hellraiser movie are the first the first ones <laughs> because they are based on the, the short stories barker, the short story by clive barker and immediately when he's not involved with
0: them they go to shit yeah pretty pretty quickly pretty quick yeah 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 by hellraiser yeah. 4 you've got superman and they're playing video games so it <laughs> gets crazy yeah. if no if nobody knows and hellraiser i think it's for hellraiser 4 henry cavill because they go in it's the the video game is the pathway to hell or whatever and uh yeah henry oh, cavill's in that
1: that's hellraiser Hellworld. world hell world yeah 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 Hellworld. world because i have the movie poster for that i got the movie poster for that one when i worked at the video store i hadn't even seen i hadn't even seen the movie because i remember the tagline says evil goes online yes yeah 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 it's, yeah yeah yeah. it's like pinhead with the, with the matrix remember like the matrix looking shit Oh, yeah. That was green with the Matrix code. Right, right, right. They, they
0: gave him that stupid look <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> that was the poster? That was the poster. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, I, I guess at that time, you know, a lot of the other actors and stuff were nobody. So, yeah. But yeah, Henry Cavill, if you want to see early I, Superman. I honestly did not know Henry Cavill was in that movie. Yeah. That was, yeah,
1: I've 2005. Seen, I've seen that movie,
0: but. That yeah it was we should we should fucking watch it i would we're love gonna have to, to watch it we're gonna have
1: to watch that now that's fun of course why would i pre-superman i you wouldn't know who
0: henry cavill was. immortals at least i wouldn't know who henry cavill was pre-superman's so. the only reason i knew who he was i didn't know who he was when i watched that movie but in 2011 uh, he did immortals and i remember 11 11 11 is the year i graduated I really love mythology and stuff and I went to go see Immortals and Henry Cavill was the main guy that's kind of my first remembrance of him but
1: I need to give that flick another Yeah, he
0: did, some, he did some crazy stuff before Hellraiser 4 <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I could have Henry Cavill autograph any piece of merchandise now now, the poster. <laughs> now it's going to be the movie poster for Hellraiser
0: Hellworld <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> i bet he would love that. i bet he would get such a kick out of that that's hilarious <laughs> oh, um fuck. uh before we go too far though i, I real fast i want to jump uh back to the beginning uh just okay. because somebody that uh you and i both recognize and love ted Raimi, is in the very beginning of this film
1: oh thank you yeah, yeah thank
0: you Ted. i wanted to bring too that much. up just because as soon as i saw him i'm like oh look there's ted I wanted to bring that up too. I forgot about it. So I'm glad you
1: looped back to it. When I was re-watching the movie for the podcast and I seen that Ted was in it, I was like, oh, this is a meant to be this is meant to be a Kyle and Jeff podcast movie. Because of course it's got Ted Raimi in the
0: opening of it. Yeah. Gotta have some Ted. And it's kind of cool. Uh Sam Raimi, he's got a new uh Netflix thing coming out. He's producing oh, Does he? Uh a uh, hell uh nightmare book or scary book or night book or scary stories or something it's something to do it's uh a witch like makes this kid write scary stories every night or he dies
1: <laughs> oh so they start it... a true story
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's based on know. some novel but yeah Sounds sam cool. raimi's uh producing it um but yeah so we, we just have wanted to mention ted um tony todd of course i think we should probably talk a little bit we have to give him we have to give him credit we have to give him a lot of credit because i think the bulk of
1: what makes this movie work is tony todd's performance just that voice yes his voice if you don't have his voice this movie doesn't work it's such an iconic i put i put him up there uh with your robert england's your kane hodders you're like he is He's in that top 5 of just actors horror, he just, who just portray- portrayed iconic horror movie villains. That's Tony Todd.
0: And he just loves to make these movies. Like if you even look now, I mean in 2020 2021, he's making I don't even know what this is but it looks amazing. The House uh House Next Door. Oh, that's a comedy, but that looks silly. Um, <laughs> no, but well, he I mean, like, you still in. got a whole bunch of stuff. Insight, the lockdown, hauntings. Like, he's still doing all these little... He little voiced a...
1: Things. He voiced a character in the Kevin Smith uh, He-Man in the Masters of the Universe Revelations. <laughs> really? A cartoon series that just came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scare
0: Glow. Oh, is yeah. also,
1: and he he channels his inner Candyman when he does Scareglow. Oh, it really? is, oh, it is fantastic.
0: He's in one of my favorite movies, The Crow. That mm-hmm. for the longest time, I, like, I didn't even realize it was him. I don't know why. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. there's there were so many people in The Crow. I probably because I was so young the first time I saw it, and then I just kept watching and watching it. And then yeah. they were just those characters. But then I was like, oh my God. Like there's so many other cool Ernie Hudson's in this movie and stuff. And I, like I never I never put it together until I was like 19. I'm like, what the hell is happening? There's a Ghostbuster in the crow? Man, you
1: weren't kidding. There's five movies that are completed, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies in pre production <laughs> that he's involved with. Like,
0: he is active still. I like that. Yeah, he's doing a ton of stuff. And he does, like you said, you know, he does a lot of voice work. He does television. He was in uh, that Seth MacFarlane thing, the Orville. Uh, he was in The Flash. Like, he's just still going. He does oh, everything. Man he voiced dark
1: side in the death and return of superman that's amazing
0: that's perfect yeah there's not much that he hasn't done i'm trying to think there was um we might have to talk about this it was really terrible but i would watch it again the kane Hodder film where he got uh he got bill mosley he got um uh but everybody he got like it was supposed to I be haven't... like the expendables of horror I forgot about that one. I forgot that that even came out. Yeah. Is it yeah. good? Is it any good? Awful. Completely awful. But I would love to watch it just <laughs> because it's fun. Just because everybody's in it. I can't remember if he's in it or not. I think he might have a, like a small part, but I think he was in that too. But that might be something worth talking about. I think it was called uh, Death House, maybe? <clears throat> yep. I Death 2017 wow um so yeah bill Mo- oh yeah tony todd tony todd bill mosley kane Hodder, um d wallace uh sid Haig, michael barryman gunner hansen um, it's uh, you know it's sad that we're getting to the point that we're
1: we're starting to lose some of our horror icons too because there's a couple of those that you you mentioned that have passed away now like yeah, sid, sid. Yeah. That was a big loss. He was a he was a really good icon of the horror industry, especially, you know, Captain Spaulding really oh, of
0: course. Really really showed how good he was. It'll be interesting now um Jordan Peele, he's been doing a lot of the, the with uh, you know, Get Out and he's actually he wrote The New Candyman. Um Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of that It's it's the same thing we're doing with the action heroes right now. Like the action heroes of the '80s are still the action heroes of today, but they're like 70, and it's like, when are we going to have a new wave? Is it going to go away for 70 years and come back? We uh, this is a this would be a fun discussion to have just as a podcast
1: by itself. But I really feel like superhero movies uh, are the new action. are killing everything else at the box office? Yes, that is correct. No, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say about horror in general is that I really do feel like horror movies are better now than they've ever been before. I mean, you look at some of the work that, like James Wan,
0: has done. Yeah, the insidious. Horror movies, horror, and...
1: Yes, Jordan Peele. You look at some of the work that he's came out with. These movies are gonna hold up and be better than like anything that Friday the 13th ever did. And I love Jason, but those movies, if you, I'm going to get shit for this. If you go back and watch them, eh, you know, they're not always, they're not always the best. They kind of rushed a lot of those movies out.
0: Well, the sequels, for sure. Sequels, for sure.
1: I feel feel like movies like The Conjuring, like that's going to hold up in the long run better than
0: what. Not so much the sequels.
1: i i I really like some of the sequels i mean they're not as good as the first one but you know
0: you know um what about so with the new one uh we kind of have spoken about it a little bit before we started recording but uh um i'm not very good with his name i think it's yaha abdul mateen uh he was black manta in aquaman when i first heard that this was announced I thought he was going to be Candyman. Right. Which I think I've said it too many times now. But. Well, I, yeah, I
1: don't see a mirror. So I there's think one on was the fine. door back there. But you weren't looking
0: into it. Yeah, that's so. true. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I, I thought he was cast as Candyman. And now that the like we we're talking about the trailers, the photos on IMDb, everything that's. Pointing at it, I think he's just the main character, like just one one of the guys that's going to get killed, which leads to speculation. Who is Candyman? I am. Spoilers.
1: I mean, it. It's uh, we think Tony Todd. Tony Todd
0: is in the new Candyman. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty confident, but like, I mean, we don't know. But based on IMDb uh, and based on the trailers, based on the photos, we don't see of... a lot of Candyman. We see a lot of Yaha Abdul Mateen. Uh,
1: I am beyond hyped for the new Candyman movie. Like, there are two movies coming out for the remainder of this year that I am super, super excited for Candyman and Dune. Like, yeah, those are Dune my. Those are my two that like I am down for. And so Candyman comes out, as of
0: this recording, next week. Yeah. I can't so, wait to see it. So here's a question for you, because we've seen a lot of these. This isn't uh technically like a remake. It's called a spiritual sequel to the first one. Right. So while it's not really a remake, but back in 2010, uh, around 2012-ish, stuff like that, when we got the... The newer versions of like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Were you as excited for those as you are for this? Honestly, no. And the
1: reason why is it comes down to you look at the trailer for this new Candyman movie, and it looks like a piece of art. You can tell that the people behind this are incredibly talented. They had a story to tell, and they wanted to make a we want to make a movie and I'm going to knock like the, well, the Friday the 13th reboot, the 2009 one was actually really good. And I actually really like that movie. Uh, so I won't knock that one too, but too much, too much, but like the, the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot literally felt like we have to make this reboot because everyone else is making this reboot. We really don't give a shit. We're just making another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And so I was really not that excited for those. This one is doing the awesome this one and Halloween kills uh not Halloween kills uh the the Hall- well just hell Halloween yeah Halloween uh yeah are doing this brilliant thing where they are we're embracing the history of the franchise. We're bringing in Jamie Lee Curtis. We're doing all these we're bringing in John Carpenter to help work the, work on
0: the score. Even look at Cobra Kai like that's the way to do it if you're gonna tell these stories continue the stories or find a way to meld them together we don't need a clean reboot every time right the new Candyman.
1: if they're bringing in tony todd probably where it sounds like there might be a cameo by virginia
0: madsen or her character her character might be referenced so Uh, that's something i want to mention real fast before we get off that so when we talk about Virginia Matson and, and like either referencing her or maybe even who knows, maybe we'll see an appearance. Will we get the, if you look in the mirror and say Helena five times, like, will that be the reference or will it, has it be, to be? Okay. It Has to be. Because from my understanding is that
1: the first movie, the 92 movie that we're talking about right now took place. Like it in in universe, mm-hmm. that happened, and then we're jumping forward to current time, and we're telling
0: a new story right right, so so with that reference is it gonna be that, or is it gonna be like are they gonna know that like this lady went crazy, killed a bunch of people, and now there's a rumor that she's with candyman, or is it gonna i be, don't are we i gonna- don't
1: i I don't know how deep down that well. They're yeah. they're willing to go with that. That's what'll be fun. That's what's fun to find out, and that's what I'm excited about. I'm also excited uh, because we don't know. Uh, would you say the Aquaman actor that played Black Manta? Yeah, we're a, we're we're assuming that Tony Todd is probably going to be Candyman. Yeah, in this movie, I
0: definitely think so. I think that's what everything's pointing to.
1: Will there be a?
0: I will do. something?
1: Will something happen, and will he end up being the new Candyman?
0: That's not a bad idea. That's that, not a that's, bad idea.
1: That's what I think is probably going to happen.
0: Because that would you're be gonna, all right. And
1: then we... if if you're going to franchise this shit, we're kind of passing the torch. We're passing the torch from Tony Todd to another competent actor, and you can you can roll with that. You can do another movie with that.
0: I, I like that. I like that idea. I think this could be, that would be good. A good a passing of the torch to, uh, to Black Manta to, to be Candy I think, and this would be a good way to, for Tony Todd to kind of like right. walk away from the character. He wouldn't be disrespected or anything, or like See, just completely recast without anything. At least bring him and, back and let him pass. And it. I
1: think that. That's what a lot of fans were pissed off with about like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Is that we want Kane Hodder to be Jason.
0: Right. And
1: the actor, uh, Derek, I can't remember what's his last name that they cast in the 09 one. He did a good job as Jason, but you wanted, you you as a fan, you still want, we still wanted Kane Hodder. We wanted Freddy versus Jason To be that send off
0: of Robert
1: England and Kane Hodder, and they didn't do it. And then so that kind of soured it. And I love the way that, like I said, it's brilliant that they're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween, they're bringing back Tony Todd, and we're giving them, us fans, an opportunity to, like, hey, This ties in with what you love, but we're moving it forward so the franchises can continue without just shitting all over everything that came before it. I I like that. I like that a bit.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. The Freddy vs. Jason thing with, uh, because you still had Robert Eagleman, but then that Ken guy came in and it wasn't, you didn't get that proper send off. It should have been.
1: And I know we're not doing a Freddy vs. Jason podcast. Right, right, right. Everyone agrees it should have been Kane Hodder and uh, Robert England. especially because they were rebooting both franchises real shortly afterwards. There's no reason that that couldn't have been the, the final blow between the original continuity, like the original franchises coming to head. And then we're going to reboot them anyway. Every cast, yeah. so it don't matter, but I, I don't know.
0: We could do a whole podcast on right. flavor street. And we I mean once we probably we, should. Yeah, once we start talking <laughs> about this stuff, it just kind of goes off. Yeah. So, yep. get, let's, uh, so Going back to Candyman real fast. Let's kind of right. uh, bring this to an end. So right. um, I'll ask you kind of what's your favorite um either what like what's your favorite scene or like what's your favorite kind of like lore of Candyman?
1: Uh i do love the way it's really there's a deep backstory to the character that's really only kind of touched upon in the movie uh like you said the forbidden love and the whole getting burned and his ashes being spread out and so now he now he haunts this area right i i like the fact that that is
0: not, it's not gone told, into it, detail and
1: it's not told in a flashback like we don't spend oh, yeah. we don't spend the first 15 minutes 20 minutes of the movie in a flashback showing us all this i like the way it's told through hey an urban legend and did you hear this part and right this is what we think and you kind
0: of have to piece it together
1: you piece it together they know that we're not stupid as an audience and we that's can a like, good point we can understand this because i i i like
0: that that's a good point. That's really good. I think good. that's
1: what's, that's what's cool about the character is that even though it's the first this is the first film you've seen him in it feels like there's a much richer deeper mythology to the character. Uh and I wonder if that's part of the reason why you can get away with not showing Tony Todd for 44 minutes of the movie <laughs> because they you feel like you've already seen the character because you're already invested in him through yeah through the lore and that they've told. So that's what I think is so brilliant about about this movie.
0: That's really good. I was, <laughs> that was really good. I was just going to yeah. say one of the stupid scenes that I liked. That's, go I for go, it. Ah, no, 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 because I know what scene you're going to talk about. I know, but I can't follow that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the scene, I don't know. I'm not saying it's like my favorite scene, but it's one that definitely stuck out to me as I was rewatching this because first of all they're dropping the word retarded like it's no big deal <laughs> which it's, is like hey it, 1992 right yeah yeah no 92. it's kind of refreshing at the same time it's like oh yeah people used to say that a lot more leniently <laughs> um but yeah there's that whole there's that whole other backstory about like how this as the other kids said she's like was there was he silly like, no he was retarded And his mom was yelling at him in the store or something. And he went across the street to go to the bathroom and Candyman got him. And it's like three sentences. And this kid explains that like he cut his thing off and it was floating in the toilet. And that quick flashes to this kid and there's blood everywhere towards his crotch and stuff. And then, like, that's that's it. That's all you hear about it. And then she goes into the bathroom to investigate. She opens it and it's filled with all the bees. And then uh yeah, that's just kind of a weird, like one of those weird stories that like gets told, and then you find out that it's real. And it's just and I, I do like how Candyman is this myth and legend, but then he had those guys kind of doing his dirty work for him, so to speak. So that they got caught, and then, but, but because she exposed him, then
1: I also, I also like the way you're not a hundred percent sure if they are even,
0: are they even, even really real? Right. Well, no, no,
1: well, that'd be cool. That would but be cool. You, know, you don't even know a hundred percent. Are they? Are they like servants of him or something, or right. are they just using
0: and yeah, they, imitating? yes to try to get away with it you don't really
1: you don't really know and that's up to you can think what you think and i think what i think and there's no wrong answer to that
0: which is really i mean this is what horror movies it's amazing what they can do (laughs) it's like it really makes you think
1: because those are the best movies in general is when you leave the movie and you can go hey like inception i think that's what makes inception such a fun movie i can go hey jeff what did you think of this this and that and what's your interpretation right. and i can even be like oh man i didn't think of that like that's cool that's cool that you thought of it like that
0: yeah there's a couple of moments in this film that are like that um so yeah let's wrap this up for uh okay. for Candyman. is there any kind of final thoughts you want to say about it um i would but- encourage everyone before you see the new one to watch
1: this movie because I feel like you'll probably be able to go into the new movie without knowing anything about the OG 92 Candyman but it sort of also feels like where well, if you watched this one you'll probably be able to pick up on some cool easter eggs and some cool little tidbits of story that will make your viewing experience for the new one even better uh, and I'll also say it if i was to make a list of my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time candy man's on that list i don't quite know where yet i'd have to think about it but i i absolutely i love this movie i think it's a little underrated i don't think it gets enough credit yeah for being as as good as what it is
0: yeah definitely and on that i think uh i think we'll end it um so thank you guys. If anybody is still listening or if anybody uh, is still listening from our show I like this days. Um, yeah. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah. I'm excited. We've got some, some cool ideas we and stuff some... that we want to do and right. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll get back together. Is there something we want to put in stone right now or do we just kind of want to wait till next week? Well, we know for sure we're gonna be
1: doing the new Candyman movie after we both see it. So right. that'll be a podcast that's coming soon. And then we'll talk off air. We'll figure something. We'll pick a Brendan Fraser movie or something. I think we should. <laughs> I
0: think we should. Monkey Bone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't I haven't seen Monkey Bone in
0: a long time. Oh I watched it like a couple months ago.
1: <laughs> that might it might it, folks, it's... it might it it might be Monkey Bone.
0: People forget about Monkey Bone. Chris Catan is in that movie, right? Briefly, he's the <laughs> he's the corpse at the end that he inhabits. Yeah. Why All do right. I know that? Yeah, why I do know. I know that? That's why we're doing this so we can spout yeah. this useful, useful trivia. That's All solid. right. Solid. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, for the next episode.